Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, 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 the traveling radio show continues. Look at us. We made it to the City of Roses. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio from a brand new spot. I think we I, we need to start tracking this, see how many places we've done this show from across the United States. But this is certainly a new one. We're sitting here at Sidelines Sports Bar here in Portland. Happy to be here. Here for a variety of reasons. Montana State. They play at Oregon State, but not really at Oregon State, in downtown Portland on Saturday night. So we're going to get you all set up for that game today and throughout the week as well. And uh, as always, when we have some of, the, some of these regional crossovers, even though it's an FBS versus FCS, a ton of connections, a ton of ties, a ton of history. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all of that. Uh, I got in here today, and so I haven't got a chance to go see a lot of people. So today's Nuanas now. Uh, with the exception of what we're going to start off with, which is all the things you need to know about this area in the wide world of sports. is a big sports town, as most West Coast cities are. But Portland is, is very fascinating because Portland with the Blazers, uh, the Portland Trailblazers, that is, of the NBA, that is the smallest uh, professional sports team market uh, in the United States. They do have a professional soccer team. Uh, here in Portland, the uh, the Portland Timbers, and we'll have Andrew uh, Houghton, our producer in the back, tell us a little bit about that here in a little while. Uh, but it's fascinating to, to see Portland because Portland, by Montana standards and by Northwestern United States standards, is a huge city. But on the, on the national scale, 
not that big of a city. Uh, so that's an interesting fold because there's st- certainly still a huge college element here. And also, if you can catch lightning in a bottle here, there still is a little bit of a small-town element where things can rise very rapidly. Uh, for example, one of my buddies who I'm out here visiting while also presenting this radio show with, he was mentioning the Portland Thorns, which is the women's professional soccer team here in town. And uh, they, early on in their history, are already one of, if not the most well-attended professional women's sports teams uh, in any league in the United States and in the world. So that, that's amazing. But you've seen it throughout the years. When Portland State, at times, they've had flashes of being good, and this town really, really buys in. And uh, when Oregon, the University of Oregon, as they have risen, that's been with Portland backing them, for sure. It, it certainly have a huge number of fans here uh, in the City of Roses. And Oregon State, uh, when they have had high rises as well, whether it was a run to the Elite Eight of the NCAA tournament two years ago or uh, the glory days under Dennis Erickson in football in the early 2000s, uh, Portland State, or excuse me, Oregon State has certainly had a ton of Portland backing as well. So it's sort of like a swing city because neither of the colleges is here. There's a ton of alumni and a ton of fans for each Oregon and Oregon State. You do have a few pro sports teams, but widely to the rest of the country. I know that for us in Montana and us in the Northwest, Portland seems like just a local hub. It seems like, you know, I mean, it's Portland and Seattle. Those are the two big cities uh, in our neck of the woods. But it's a total outpost uh, compared uh, to so many other big cities in the United States. So I I think that Portland has a fascinating sports dynamic. So we'll talk all the way around the wide world of Portland and Oregon sports here uh, to get you kicked off here as we broadcast live uh, from Sideline Sports Bar here in Portland. We also have some recruiting interviews. Uh, Montana State got a commitment from Great Falls CMR quarterback Cole Taylor, one of the best quarterbacks uh, and one of the best athletes, period, in the state of Montana. Uh, So I caught up with Cole earlier this week before I took this show on the road. And uh, he's a guy that both Montana and Montana State wanted bad, and a guy that who knows if he'll play quarterback at the Division I level, uh, but certainly a guy who was a Division I athlete all the way. He's been posting videos of himself in the weight room this last offseason, and the kid's benching over 300 pounds already. Uh, He's a great-looking athlete. He runs really well. So whether he's a quarterback or an outside linebacker, we'll see, but it's a good get for Montana State. And then the Grizzlies, they also got an in-state commitment from a young man from Libby. Uh, I'm still catching up because I've been on an airplane, but Andrew Houghton uh, caught up with this young man uh, earlier uh, this week as well, so we'll have a little Grizz recruiting action for you as well. Montana State here in Portland to play Oregon State. Montana going to the Eastern Time Zone. They're playing at Indiana State, Terre Haute, Indiana, the first time that the Grizzlies have ever played a game in the Hoosier State. Uh, So we'll get you set up for that one as well. Got a little history lesson uh, all about Indiana State for you. Larry Legend and otherwise. Indiana State well-known and most known for their basketball exploits. Uh, At this point now, some almost 50 years ago, but they've also had uh, relative success in football, uh, but cer- certainly a, a school with a lot of uphill challenges in the conference that they're in, in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. They're not the Dakotas. They're not Northern Iowa. And so they definitely have uh, an uphill battle to catch those schools. Uh, but it should be an interesting matchup with uh, Montana headed to Terre Haute to take on the Sycamores uh, this weekend. Hour number two, we're going to talk some NFL uh, just a blindside style. First of all, we always have Marty Mornaweg, longtime NFL coach, 26 years in the National Football League. 
He is our NFL insider. He is our go-to analyst. And uh, Coach Marty, he always comes on, though, during Monday's show, which leads right up to Monday Night Football. So we never get to really recap Monday Night Football until several days later. And I know Coach Marty coached Geno Smith during their time together uh, with the New York Jets. And what a performance by Geno Smith. What a performance by uh, the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night. Fitting because as we sit here in Portland, this is certainly Seahawks country. So we'll talk uh, an ESPN roundtable NFL style uh, to get our number two kicked off. And then we'll also hear from A.J. Forbes, a junior center for the Montana Grizzlies. He is our Grizz star of the week. The offensive line for the Grizz played well last week. And that's the first time I have said that in quite some time. So maybe the Grizz uh, are shoring up what has been a, uh, a weakness uh, for this football program, uh, but one that they've really put a high priority on making into a strength. So there you go. That is your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. If you want to stream the show, ESPN Montana app is a great way to do it. We are uh, experimenting right now. I am live on the radio and uh, also live on Skype, so I don't know uh, <laughs> how it's working, but hopefully it is. If you can see me, that's cool. <laughs> but either way, appreciate you tuning in on the ESPN Montana app and uh, also appreciate you listening in on 102.9 ESPN Radio in Western Montana as well as uh, tuning in on SWX Montana Television. If you also want to stream the show from any of your mobile devices and you don't want to use the app, you can also head on over to our station website. That's 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live, and you'll find the stream. And because it is a Wednesday, the illustrious return, the much-anticipated return. I've heard about this from all of you people out there in the state of Montana for quite some time now. You want the wings back. Wing it Wednesday. We have a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, voted on by you, the uh, wing-consuming public. You're in and you're out for more than a decade as the best wings in the city of Missoula. And I reckon they're some of the best wings in the state of Montana. We'll have a dozen of them for you in about 45 minutes. So stay tuned for that uh, as well. Appreciate Tommy. Appreciate Andrew and the guys in the back. It looks like our Skype is working. Crazy. So now I don't know if I'm supposed to read my outline or just broadcast to the Skype. (laughs) So if you see me looking all over the place, you know, I mean, we got a huge crowd here on hand, 20,000 people plus packed into this sidelines bar uh, to come, you know, drink some 10-barrel brew and uh, sample the local fare. But really, uh, if by chance you're around, you're listening, you're streaming, and you're in Portland, come on down. But we'll also be having tap takeovers courtesy of 10-barrel brewing uh, throughout the next couple days as well. So very much uh, looking forward to making our way around the City of Roses tomorrow. We'll be at the Wild Hair Saloon at 1656 South Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City, Oregon. We're going to put this on our social medias as well, so you don't have to memorize the address. But we'll be at the Wild Hair Saloon tomorrow, and then we'll be at Stadium Sports Bar uh, on Friday. So very much uh, looking forward to this. And must must say thank you to uh, all the fine folks at Ten Barrel Brewing as well for uh, helping us with these tap takeovers and helping us bring you Nuanas Now live from Portland. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, let's take you around the world of sports around here. There are uh, all sorts of interesting parallels between 
Oregon and Montana. Oregon obviously has this city that I sit in right now, Portland, which is one of the biggest cities uh, in the Pacific Northwest, uh, a hub, uh, a port city. And so that gives the, the, or the state of Oregon a much higher population uh, than the state of Montana. But the parallels between Oregon and Oregon State are very similar to the ones between Montana and Montana State. I would actually reckon to say more similar than most other states. Like when you look at Indiana and Indiana State, those two universities have much different stories and much different trajectories. But the only real examples that are similar to Oregon are with Oregon and Oregon State are Idaho and Idaho State and Montana and Montana State. You have a true state flagship university in Oregon. That's what Montana is in in the state of Montana. Then you have a true land-grant research institution. That's Oregon State here uh, in the Beaver State, and that is Montana State in the Treasure State. So uh, certainly an interesting parallel there. I think there's some dynamics that are somewhat similar as well to the dynamics of the student body and the alumni bases between Oregon, Oregon State, Montana, Montana State. And so much of that comes from the the high level of education and engineering education you can receive at those land-grant universities, whether it's Oregon State or Montana State, and then much more of a liberal arts feel when you go to Montana and Oregon. And then you also have the football programs and the way that they have been able to brand as well. I will say that's where the parallel sort of ends, though, because uh, Oregon State has been fine and solid over the last 20 years after being really, really good in the late 90s and early 2000s under Dennis Erickson. Oregon, on the other hand, over the last 15 years, has shot into the stratosphere, and they've gone from being a a regionally uh, competitive team to a true nationally competitive team. I mean, Oregon is certainly in the mix as one of those... um, schools that's producing you know, 75 plus million dollars in revenue every single year uh, from the football program uh, a, a team that you know the, the program for Oregon football as well as the athletic department is going to have some decisions to be made with all this conference realignment are they going to go to the uh, Big Ten that's been rumored that Oregon and Washington might make the move all I know is when the dust settles and there's a super two or a power three conferences with the top 50 to 60 revenue producers in all of college football the Oregon Ducks are certainly not going to be left out to dry. They are not going to be left standing outside in the cold. They have too much money, too much revenue, uh, too much of a booster base, too much of a donor base. So um, the future of Oregon, I think, is very clear. They are going to do their best to make the investment they need to make to keep up with the Ohio States, the Michigans, you know, the Alabamas, the South Carolina's, the Florida's, the Georgia's, all that stuff. Oregon is more like the Big Ten and the SEC in terms of their funding and their revenue production than they are like most of their other peers in the West. We've already seen USC, UCLA move into uh, that power two is what I keep calling it, the super two. That then brings us to Oregon State. What do the Beavers have on tap? Oregon State is is sort of in a league all its own because they are not quite Oregon and Washington in terms of their ability to produce revenue and their ability to be nationally relevant. They don't have a national brand, but they have much more than just a regional brand. Oregon State, because of their rich alumni base, because they've produced so many highly educated and very successful upper middle class alums, 
they do have a very passionate group of people that follow their sporting programs. Corvallis, you know, population 56,000, is by no means a media market that the big leagues are going to be trying to capture. But that doesn't really matter anymore because Eugene, Oregon is not a media market that the big leagues are trying to capture either. It's the Oregon Ducks brand that they're trying to capture. So I think it's very interesting to think about when the dust settles, where is Oregon State going to be? I think Oregon State and Washington State are the two universities and the two particularly football programs that have the biggest question marks to answer. Who are they going to hang out with? You are who you hang out with in college athletics. I keep saying that about the Montana schools. The Montana schools need to figure out who they are and who they want to be and who they want to hang out with. Is Northern Colorado and Southern Utah, I know they're not in the league anymore, but is Northern Colorado and, and uh, you know Sacramento State and Idaho State who you want to be hanging out with? Or are you more like Wyoming and Utah State and Colorado State? I would say the latter. But it's the same thing with Oregon State, where if regionality is completely eliminated from the equation, where does Oregon State turn? They're more like Washington State than anybody else in the West. But those two are more unlike almost anybody in the West because they're they're far superior in terms of funding facilities and passionate fan bases than the Mountain West. But they can't keep up with the big market teams like Washington in Seattle or USC in Los Angeles or UCLA in L.A., and so I just think there's a lot of question marks uh, for Oregon State on the horizon. That's all to say, though, they're writing a big check to Montana State to come here, and it's certainly a controversial uh, venue for the game because it's being played in Providence Park. Providence Park has been, at, at many times throughout its history, the home to the Portland State Vikings of the Big Sky Conference. Providence Park has also not been the home to the Portland State Vikings throughout the years including right now. Portland State played their games down in Providence uh, for, the la- uh, for I guess, the- I came to a game here in 2011. It was a great game between Portland State and Montana State. Montana State stuffed a two-point conversion uh, to win 38-36, and that was probably the determining game in MSU winning the Big Sky title that season. I was back here again in 2015 when Portland State ran roughshod over Montana State, and that was during their magical year one under Bruce Barnum in which they made the FCS playoffs for just the second time uh, in their history. Uh, But it's been a couple years since Portland State has been um, pushed aside at Providence Park, and they've been playing their games at Hillsborough Stadium in Hillsborough, Oregon, which is right outside of Portland, but it's a high school stadium. So today, John Canzano, who is uh, one of the most revered sports minds and one of the best columnists uh, when it comes to covering Oregon sports around this state, uh, he had a, a column today talking to Bruce Barnum, the head coach of the Portland State Vikings, just about his frustrations. I mean, like Barney said, the the people that are making the decisions on who's playing at Providence Park, whether it's the Portland Timbers of the MLS or the Portland Thorns or, you know, concerts or whatever, the fact is that they've said college football won't be played there, but they're making a caveat and they're making an exception as Oregon State hosts Montana State with Reeser Stadium under renovation. So uh, Canzano interviewed Bruce Barnum today, and Barnum said, quite frankly, I'm pissed off. I think that we deserve to play down there. He said, I know it's not Oregon State or Montana State's people that have anything to do with this. They're not the ones making the decision. And if they're offered to play in downtown Portland, and that's the best venue to do it, you're going to say yes. I, I just think it's uh, it's fascinating to see the way that Portland State Athletics has been dealt with compared to uh, the two state universities. Nuanas now. Coulter Nuanas. Live 
from Sidelines Sports Bar here in Portland. Thanks to Tommy and Andrew and uh, all of our production team in the back for getting things rolling for us. Thanks for uh, getting us on the Skype so you can see me uh, on the stream. Very cool that this technology is working out like it is. And uh, thanks for Jeff Safford as well, the voice of the Missoula Palettes, for tagging in and out the gear, uh, giving me the uh, the real fancy setup to get out here to the City of Roses. Here's some more stuff about the, the wide world of sports here in the Portland scene. ton of Portland State and Oregon State and Oregon crossovers between uh, the state of Montana and this state as well. Oregon State in particularly has a ton of Montana ties. Of course, one of Montana's favorite sons, a guy that actually I think most people don't even know isn't from Montana. He played college basketball at the University of Montana. He was an assistant at Montana after his professional career ended. And then he was the head coach there for the Grizzlies basketball team for eight years, led him to three NCAA tournaments in four seasons. It's Wayne Tinkle, who's now the head coach at Oregon State. He's actually from Spokane, but he spent so much of his life, whether it was as a college student or an assistant coach or as the head coach for the Grizz, he spent so much time in Missoula that I think people sort of just adopted him as a, 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 you know, a resident Missoulian, a, a local Missoula native. And uh, so Tix is one of our favorites. Again, it's always so gracious with his time. Uh, I'm going to drive down to Corvallis tomorrow uh, to go see him, so hopefully we can uh, get that interview all ready for you to go. But that's your number one Oregon State to Montana tie. But there's a whole bunch of other ones as well. Jonathan, Jonathan Smith, who's the head football coach at Oregon State, he is an Oregon State alum, a guy who played quarterback here uh, in Corvallis for the Beavers in the late 90s and early 2000s. He played there for Dennis Erickson, who was um, – a Montana State alum who played quarterback there at MSU in the late 60s and early 70s. But Jonathan Smith then uh, went on to play in the NFL and then rose through the coaching ranks uh, and then was the offensive coordinator for Chris Peterson at Washington. That was his most recent gig before returning to his alma mater at Oregon State five years ago. But in between there, one of Jonathan Smith's first offensive coordinator gigs after spending six seasons as the quarterback's coach at Idaho was at the University of Montana. Jonathan Smith was the OC there for the Grizzlies from 2010 to 2011, just two years uh, on Robin Flugrad's staff. Uh, but but uh, by most memories, a, a very successful one, a very good offensive coach there. And because of Jonathan Smith's presence there at Montana, that was one of his first OC jobs. He's kept a lot of those coaches from that Grizz staff riding along with him. So Kefensi Heinzone, who's the passing game coordinator for Oregon State and the wide receivers coach, he was at Montana for a couple years. Leggy Suyanoa, who was the defensive line coach for the Grizz, both under Robin Flugrad and then also uh, under Mick Delaney. He's now the defensive line coach for Oregon State, one of the great coaches I've been around. And then a guy we caught up with earlier, Jim Mikalchik. He is the offensive line coach for Oregon State. He was at Montana State from 1992 till 1998. So he has some fond memories of Bozeman and of the Bobcats. And I think this is the first time he has had to square off against the Bobcats in his coaching career since leaving MSU some 25 years ago. And then a guy we mentioned the other day on the show as well, Ryan Sparato. He's the quality control guy uh, there at Oregon State. He spent the, he had that same job at Montana State a couple years ago. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. We are coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you riding along with us. Very fun uh, to take this radio show on the road like we do. 
Speaking of all those connections, across not just Oregon State and Montana, Montana State, but across the coaching landscape in the Pacific Northwest, there always seems to be these kind of connections, especially when you're talking the Cats or the Grizz playing FBS opponents. Let's hear from Brent Vegan, Montana State's head football coach, just on his thoughts as to why that is so prevalent. Well, I think I think a lot of coaches that that coach in this region, whether it's uh, the Pac-12 Mountain West or the, the Big Sky, I do think there's a lot of, of overlap. Um, I suppose it's just part of the ascension is that you're, you're going to run into a few guys that have maybe coached um, in each one of the conferences. Um, and I know, you know, Coach Smith, while play, he played at Oregon State, he coached at uh, both Idaho and in Montana, um, also coached at Boise and Washington. So, I mean, it's just it's just this region that we, we live in that a lot of guys end up uh, you know, potentially coaching all three leagues. Um, and I, I don't know the, the familiarity um, with particular coaches or staffs um, it becomes this big carryover. I'm sure there's information shared over time, but I do know there's a, a probably a level of respect. I think that comes with maybe you know, like in his situation, having coached in all three conferences. Um, but yeah, I mean, just regionally, I guess coaches do overlap and get together too. So there's some, in, in, you know, there's some knowledge that can be taken from that. So there you go, Montana State head football coach Brent Vegan on some of the crossovers and coaching connections. Montana State, the Bobcats 2-0 this year. They're taking on a equally successful thus far Oregon State team. Oregon State won their opener 35-17 over Boise State in Corvallis. And then last week they went and uh, outlasted a great Fresno State team. Fresno State was really good a year ago and, and has quietly reascended into one of the, the premier programs in the Mount West. And Oregon State went there to Fresno and uh, posted a 35-32 victory. Pac-12 school, I know. So, you know, uh, Pac-12 should beat Mountain West just in terms of, of resources and revenue. But still 2-0 start for Oregon State. And uh, so we got one of the two teams that plays at Providence Park on Saturday. They will uh, be suffering their first loss. Some more Portland ties to Montana as well as some more fun storylines from here in the City of Roses. We mentioned Dennis Erickson, and he will join us on Friday. I'm excited to have Dennis on the show. Coach Erickson is a college football Hall of Famer, a guy who played at Montana State in the late 1960s and coached at MSU in the early 1970s for the great Sonny Holland. And uh, Coach Erickson then rose to unbelievable prominence with stops at Idaho, Wyoming, and Washington State before then taking over at Miami and leading the U, the Hurricanes, to two national titles. He also had great success at Oregon State, before then coaching at Arizona State. And uh, he's been in and out of the coaching ranks as an assistant coach in recent years. His son, Bryce Erickson, the tight ends coach for the Montana Grizzlies. So the, the ties go on and on. Don't worry. Uh, I got a test for you <laughs> right after this. If you can remember any and all of this stuff, I'd be very impressed. One of the other parts that's so intriguing to me about football in the city of Portland is the, uh, the, the history and the prominence of Portland State from the mid-1970s to early 1980s. A man named Mouse Davis, who you might have heard of, was, was the head coach here at Portland State in the early 1970s. Mouse Davis and Neil Lomax, who went on to become a great NFL quarterback, they set the world on fire. Portland State won the 1978 Division II National Championship with this crazy spread offense that no one had ever seen before. 
Well, that offense that became the run and shoot, that is the origin of what spread offenses are now. And that offense matriculated its way into the NFL. That's what the Houston Oilers were running with Warren Moon when he rose to his first prominence in the late 1980s, early 90s. That offense then became the K-Gun, which is what the uh, Buffalo Bills ran in the early 1990s with Jim Kelly to go to four straight Super Bowls and famously and infamously lose four straight Super Bowls. But those Mouse Davis ties are so interesting, too, because Mouse Davis was riding shotgun with Pokey Allen for a long time. Pokey Allen was a Missoula, Montana native, a Missoula Sentinel graduate, and a guy who rose up to then become the head coach at, Port- at Boise State after Portland State, and then uh, tragically passed away of cancer in the mid-1990s. But Mouse Davis and then his ties to June Jones, Pokey Allen, and Tommy Lee, who was the offensive coordinator at Montana during their 1995 national championship run, uh, crazy the way the way that this coaching trees thing, the, the, how it works, the way the ideas spread, the way they trickle out, and the way that they uh, the way that they keep on growing. It's just fascinating uh, to really think about. And and when you really think about Portland State football, you really start to think about how the origins of the spread offense that we see all over the place, everywhere. I mean, we're watching a replay of Kentucky and Florida here uh, at Sideline Sports Bar here in Portland. And, and everybody's running the spread. Well, Mouse Davis first made that famous at Portland State some almost 50 years ago. So fun to analyze uh, the history of all the things that come out of the city of Portland. We'll have some more Portland sports discussions uh, after a little while. we got to talk some more Montana stuff, particularly Montana recruits. we got recent commitments to both Montana and Montana State couple in-state young men going to go play for the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. We have interviews with both of them next, live from Portland, Sidelines Sports Bar. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. Nuana is now on ESPN Radio. Did you know that Everclear the band was from Portland, Oregon? I didn't until I just looked it up. What's up, everybody? Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And how about this? The ESPN, uh, the ESPN Montana app with us live on Skype. Pretty cool. Pretty crazy. Uh, the technology keeps on getting better. Uh, very fun. Um, appreciate all of you for tuning in here as I am coming to you. Me, Coulter Nuanas, that's me. 
uh, live from Sidelines Sports Bar here uh, in Portland. Montana State plays at Oregon State, but not really. It's actually here in downtown Portland at Providence Park. So look forward to that game with a little uh, Big Sky Pac-12 crossover. I have uh, a state game, even though the uh, the ties to uh, the region and uh, the crossover within this area, are, they run deep. My mother's telling me all of our, our family ties. I was actually... Uh, born in McCall, Idaho, but I lived the first year or so of my life in Oxbow, Oregon, which is a tiny little town next to a little mining camp. And uh, we used to always tease. You know, I think as my mom used to say, population 12, and uh, I was lucky number 13 right there uh, in Hell's Canyon along the Snake River. My grandfather on my mother's side is a University of Oregon alum. My cousin Nathan is an Oregon State uh, alum as well. And uh, my mom actually was born uh, in Portland as well. So a lot of family ties for me here uh, as well. So uh, fun that I actually get to cover a game involving an Oregon State football team. I covered an Oregon game uh, before when the University of Montana played out in Eugene during the 2019 season. Uh, But fun to be out out here uh, on the West Coast. Fun to be here in the City of Roses. And fun to be here at Sidelines Sports Bar, uh, courtesy of Ten Barrel Brewing. They're hosting a tap takeover right now. So if you're around, you're in the area, come on down. Uh, We'll be here until 5 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, we'll be uh, rolling until, obviously, 6 p.m. your time. We will also be broadcasting from the Wild Hair Saloon tomorrow. And we'll be broadcasting uh, on Friday uh, live as well um, from another 10-barrel establishment. So uh, very much looking forward to that as well. We'll be at uh, Stadium Sports Bar. Uh, here in in, uh, Portland, Oregon on uh, Friday as well. Let's dive into our Montana State Minute. It's presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. J&V Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a scotty, you can score big with J&V. Everything you need for your next tailgate or that big family barbecue, you can find it at one of J&V's great locations. They have three of them, Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. If you can't make it in, JV also has a pretty great website at jvrestaurant.com. JNV Restaurant Supply, your home for everything. Kitchen, Montana State got an in-state commitment from one of the best quarterbacks and one of the best athletes in the state of Montana. He hails from Electric City. I caught up with him earlier this week. Well, happy now for our continued coverage of both recruiting and prep football from across the state of Montana here on Nuanez Now. We're joined now by Great Falls CMR senior Cole Taylor. He's joined us once before earlier this summer to talk about Coach Marty Mornowig's uh, football camp that he attended. And now he's there as the quarterback of the wrestlers football team and a recent commitment to the Montana State Bobcats. Cole, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Great to really appreciate you having me on. Uh, first and foremost, let's just talk about uh, this season. A lot of points being scored right now by you and the, the Great Falls CMR offense. So uh, just take us through it. I mean, you, you guys got off to a, a good start against Hellgate, and uh, you've been in high point totals so far. So what's the back and forth been like? What have you thought so far of uh, the offensive execution and your team as a whole? Yeah, for sure. Our offense has just been clicking on all cylinders. Our offensive line's doing a really good job up front. Receivers, perfect timing, running routes clean. Running backs, they're just pounding the ball, and we're just super confident going into every game, and we're just having fun going out there scoring lots of points. 
Well, this last weekend, a uh, huge point total for you. you. Rolled up 63 points against Belgrade in a 63-6 to win. You threw five touchdowns and ran for another one as well. 556 yards of total offense. Uh, as somebody that's followed CMR for a really long time, I don't know what Coach Johnson, what Jack Johnson would think of all of this offense because CMR has <laughs> always been such a defensive team. But uh, all, all jokes aside, I mean, what does it take in? I mean, what do you like about your personnel and, and how much of it is just being familiar and, and the work you guys have put in in the offseason? Yeah, we've, been, we've just been busting our butts in the offseason, in the summer, um, getting together with the wide receivers, running routes, we practice our time in. We, the whole team's been in the weight room super, super hard this summer so I just feel that's all paying off and it's just a sign of that we've earned it and we've just been working super hard. Cole Ch- Taylor joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's a senior at uh, Great Falls CM Russell High School there in the Electric City and Cole the big news last week leading up to uh, that big win over Belgrade was your news uh, of committing to Montana State so take us through it. I know you got some interest from both the Grizz and the Cats and I know you've probably had a lot of interest from some of the other college football programs around Montana as well. But what, what stood out about Montana State? What do you like about the Bobcats? Yeah, I was over at their Gold Rush game a few weekends ago, and um, I just really, really like their college atmosphere there. And uh, those coaches, they've been talking to me for probably about a year now, and they just made me feel at home and like family. And they've just been hitting me up every day, saying what's up and just checking in on me. And ultimately – I, it was a super hard decision, and I went back and forth and back and forth between the Cats and Grizz, and that just ultimately led me to become a Bobcat. Was the fact that you got to see, you know, that atmosphere under the lights, Bobcat Stadium? I mean, was that a huge factor? Is that did that did that influence the timing at all? Yeah, when when I got there and saw that atmosphere, I was like, yeah, this is something I want to be a part of. And then the next day, I called up Coach Vegan and was like, I think I'm ready to be a Bobcat. I know that. Uh, you played quarterback there at CMR. I, you're a great athlete, so you probably play a lot of different positions. But are they thinking of you as a quarterback there at MSU? Um, they're thinking as thinking of me as an athlete right now. Well, just the fact that Coach Vegan has been around a lot of great quarterbacks, but also has helped a lot of quarterbacks transition to a lot of other positions as well. I mean, how much did that influence your decision? Yeah, for sure. I really, really like Coach Vegan. I'm super excited to get to work with him and all of his, all of his experience, and I'm just super excited to get to spend my next four or five years with him have you thought about the, the school aspect at all and if so what, what part what about that part did you like about montana state um i just really like their campus and the town of bozeman um they have a few degrees that interest me and so that just made the fit become even better we're well, sitting here at two and one so far this season you guys have uh, been good offensively so far as well how much does this just getting this decision off your plate though how much does that influence your mentality and the way you prepare now for the rest of your senior year yeah getting this decision off my plate was definitely a sigh of relief now i can just go out there focus on one game out a week and just going out there and playing with my boys in the last season and just focus on winning every game well uh it only comes around once so certainly we hope you enjoy it cole taylor great falls cm russell high school quarterback joining us here uh, on Nuanas now, ESPN Montana, as well as SWX Montana Television. Uh, last thing for you, Cole. What do you think about this weekend? You got Skyview uh, on the docket. So, um, what's the scout? What are you thinking about uh, the, w- playing the Falcons this weekend? Yeah, we've we just been studying pretty hard so far. I mean, you know, today's Monday, so we're putting in all of our new schemes and stuff for the week. Um, they got a pretty solid defense that we're going to have to play pretty good and come out firing. 
defense, super confident in them that they're going to get their job done. So just super confident in the team, going to put in our new schemes this week and have a really hard week of practice and go out there and have fun on Friday night. Well, from us here at ESPN Montana and everybody else around the state that's following along, congratulations. A huge moment for you and your family. And I'm sure we'll catch up with you throughout the rest of this high school football season. But best of luck Friday. Best of luck with the rest of the year. And thanks for being here, man. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. There you go. Can we call him a friend of the show now? I think we can. Cole Taylor, great kid. Love tacking ball with him. A great fall CMR senior who is headed to Montana State on a uh, football scholarship, one of the best athletes uh, in the state of Montana. That's our Montana State Minute. It's presented by J&B Restaurant Supply. Head on over to jvrestaurant.com. They are your home for everything kitchen, everything you need for your next tailgate or that big family party. You can find it at jvrestaurant.com. Nuan is now live from Sideline Sports Bar here in Portland, Oregon. Fun being here. Fun coming to you from yet another remote location. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in. The University of Montana, they got a commitment uh, earlier this week as well from Cy Stevenson. He's one of the best small school players in the state of Montana. He hails from Libby. Uh, he's a two-way player there for Libby. Played running back and linebacker. It was All-State a year ago. He got offered and within the week committed. So I think it's safe to say uh, he wanted to be a Grizzly for his whole life. He tweeted out a picture of him wearing Montana's famed number 37 jersey when he was uh, just a little, little boy, maybe even a toddler uh, in the picture I'm looking at right now on Twitter. Our Andrew Houghton caught up with the latest Grizz football recruit uh, earlier this week. Here's Cy Stevenson. And we keep rolling on catching up with the football recruits from around the state who are picking Montana or Montana State joining us today on Nuanez Now. Cy Stevenson from Libby who just announced his commitment to the Montana Grizzlies. Cy, first of all, thanks for giving us some time today. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and we're talking here on Tuesday, September 13th, just an hour or two after I think you announced your commitment to the Grizz on Twitter. How does it feel? Uh, man, it feels so amazing. I mean, you know, growing up, uh, watching the Grizz games, being a Grizz fan, uh, my family... Uh, my dad's from Missoula, so he's always been a big Grizz fan. I mean, it's, it's really a dream come true. I, I've dreamed about this moment since I could remember. For sure. It's so interesting talking to kids who are committing from around the state and, and seeing if they were Grizz fans or if they were Cat fans growing up. But you were you were a Grizz fan when you were growing up. Oh, yeah, 100%. Look at all the Grizz games on TVs, you know, hearing about number 37, how cool that was. I mean... Always Grizz. Grizz all day. My parents both went to Missoula. I have two older sisters. Uh, they both went to Missoula. Um, yeah, like I said, my dad grew up in Missoula. So, I mean, just kind of a long, uh, a long family tie of being in Missoula, going to the university. Well, that's very cool. Did it take you long to decide then? I mean, it seems like it happened pretty quickly for you. You know, I saw on Twitter that the Grizz offered you just last weekend and you, and you just committed. So did it, did it happen pretty quickly? I mean, it, it definitely happened quickly. My my brain snapped uh, to where I wanted to be right away. I love the coaches in Missoula. You know, they put their faith in me. Gave me a great deal, uh, giving me a great opportunity, and I just, I was ready. I was ready to commit really quickly. Knew where I wanted to be. For sure. How did it play out? I mean, were they talking to you for a long time before they offered? Was it something that came together really quickly? What was the timeline like? 
Well, I've been talking to Justin Green, uh, the Montana recruiting kind of coordinator, uh, since last summer. You know, he's kind of invited me to games here and there, uh, kept up with me. I've sent him my tape. But it really uh, picked up after I went to their camp this summer. Uh, I went and had a pretty good camp, and after that I was getting letters and uh, uh, going to all the recru- all the games this year. Like, I went to the South Dakota game, and I went to the uh, uh, Northwestern State game, and, you know, they uh, they loved me, so I, it, was, it was a blast. Is it different going to a game as a recruit and, and being down on the field and getting to mingle around with everybody as opposed to, you know, going to a game at Washington Grizzly, like you said, when you were growing up? Is it just a different feel? Yeah, it's definitely a different feel. Being on that, that lowest level, you get to look around and see see how big Washington Stadium really is. I mean, it's it's amazing. That's the environment at Washington Grizzly Stadium. You, you really can't beat. You really can't. No doubt it's Cy Stevenson from up in Libby, the most recent commit to the Montana Grizzlies football team, just announced his commitment on Twitter a couple hours ago here on Tuesday. And Cy, you committed, I think it was announced as an athlete. You've played a bunch of positions for the loggers, and I know you're an athlete outside of the football field, too. You played basketball. You won a silver medal at state this year in the shot put. But do you have any idea what position they're going to have you playing down in, in Missoula? No, I really don't know. I, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty versatile. Um, wherever I, you know, wherever I go in, I just want to make an impact. So, no, I don't have that much of an idea. For sure. What's What's it been like? I mean, your last year of high school now coming up i mean how, what are you looking to do this last year of high school oh man i just want to you know with this last senior season enjoy my time with my guys uh up in libby uh win some games of course uh i want to go in the basketball season with a great attitude a great team and same with track i mean finish out my senior year just in the best way possible size stevenson who's a senior at Libby who just announced his commitment to the Montana Grizzlies football team, announced as an athlete. I know he's played some linebacker up there, but he's got one more year of high school left as well. So, Cy, thank you so much for your time. Congrats on committing, and, and good luck this senior year going forward. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. So we go, Cy Stevenson, the latest commitment to the University of Montana football team. Thanks to Andrew Houghton for that great interview and appreciate everybody for tuning in here on Nuanas Now as we come to you live from Sideline Sports Bar here in Portland, Oregon. The traveling radio show continues. The Bobcats here in Portland to play Oregon State uh, on Saturday at Providence Park. Montana going to Indiana. Headed over to Tara Hout. First game ever in Indiana for the Montana Grizzlies. We'll give you a little history lesson on Indiana State next. Plus, what you've been waiting for, free wings for the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. A little history lesson on Indiana State, courtesy of the Despo. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I haven't been lying to you. I didn't trick you. The Decemberists are from Portland, Oregon, but I've told you throughout the years that Connor Malloy, the lead singer of the Decemberists, is from Montana, and that is true. He actually once upon a time had a band named Tarkio, which is named after Tarkio, Montana, 
He's from Helena, uh, but the Decemberist Carmoy left Tarkio and moved to Portland, and that uh, was uh, part of the forming of the Decemberist, which has now become uh, one of the great indie rock bands uh, in the world, and always a welcome return when they come back to uh, the state of Montana, and always a, a, uh, a huge hit whenever they're in our neck of the woods in the Treasure State. Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. Because it's a Wednesday, that means it's a Wing It Wednesday. We got a dozen wings, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. All you have to do right now is text us 406-888-1029. 406-888-1029. Text us right now. Tell us you want those wings. Texture number four, we have a hot basket of the best wings in the city of Missoula, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Appreciate the Desperado for their continued support of us here at ESPN Montana. Indiana State, that's where the Montana Grizzlies play on Saturday. It's going to be crazy for me uh, because this game is going to kick off at 10 a.m. West Coast time as I sit here uh, in the city of Portland and... uh, It'll be an East Coast kick there. So it's 1 p.m. East Coast time. That's 11 a.m. in Montana and 10 a.m. out here on the West Coast. So that'll be interesting to watch the Grizz at 10 o'clock in the morning. Bobcat game here in uh, Portland kicks off at 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 6 p.m. Mountain time. So um, for those enthusiasts that want to watch them both, I know there's a lot of you out there that uh, proclaim to love one and hate the other. But I know a heck of a lot of you watch both games no matter what. And, uh, you know, we, we try to bring in the best in Bobcat and Grizz football coverage uh, all the time. So let's talk a little bit about this Grizz trip out to Indiana State. Indiana State, the Sycamores, located in Terre Haute, Indiana. The university was founded in 1865 as the Indiana State Normal School, which means it's a education college. Teachers, very important. It has now currently 10,178 students going to school there in Terre Haute. Certainly, the thing Indiana State Athletics is most well-known for is their run to the 1979 NCAA Tournament Championship game led by the one and only one of the great basketball players in the history of this world, Larry Bird, a three-time NBA MVP, a multiple-time NBA champion, a first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, and in my estimation, probably one of the 10 or 12 best players in the history of basketball. And that was sort of his introduction to the world when he led Indiana State on that phenomenal run back in 1979. Of course, they lost to Magic Johnson. There's your latest Montana and uh, Montana State tie to um, these games this week. Larry Bird lost to Magic Johnson's Michigan State team, who was coached by... Judd Heathcote, who's kind of the godfather of Montana basketball, a guy who coached at Montana in the 1970s before taking the head job at at Michigan State and winning that 1979 national championship. Indiana State football, uh, they have been uh, pretty average, uh, pretty okay over the years. They're led by Kurt Mallory, who's in his fifth season there at Indiana State. He's 18-29 and overall as the head coach at ISU. Indiana State made the playoffs twice in their Division I AA history. 1983 and 2014. Uh, they almost made the playoffs again uh, more recently 
they finished in the top 25 in the country in Kurt Mallory's second season at the helm. Uh, that was in 2018. They were 7-4 and four that year, but they lost a game uh, at the very end of the year to finish at 7-4, and four, uh, just one spot out of the, uh, the playoffs. So um, they have, uh, they've been sort of competitive in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Uh, the last couple of years, 2019, they won three games in the Missouri Valley. They went 5-7. and seven. And in 2021, they won three games in the Missouri Valley Football Conference and went 5-6. and six. So they've been kind of just sitting there right around 500 since that 7-4 and four year in 2018. Uh, that's all to say that the Grizz are certainly going to be favored uh, in this football game. They, in fact, are favored. They are 17-and-a-half-point uh, favorites last time I checked the line. Um, so not a ton of football tradition there at Indiana State. Uh, but certainly an interesting trip for Montana because they've never been there. They've never been to Terre Haute. They've never played a game in Indiana. I asked Bobby Houck about all this uh, earlier this week. Here's Coach Houck uh, on his thoughts on taking his team to the Midwest for the first time in a long time. Have you ever coached a game in Indiana? Um, no, I have not. I've been to the state a few times for different things, recruiting and meetings and such, but no, I haven't ever coached a game there. When you look at uh, Indiana State, though, last time I watched them was several years ago, but they like to really run the ball. Is that still a trademark of, of their offense? Yeah, they're going to want to run it. Um, they also, I mean, my perception is they want balance, so it's not like they won't throw it or can't throw it. Um, I think they want balance, but, but they're going to run the ball. And just a question for you personally. What were you doing in 1979? And, and Shoot, did I wasn't born yet. <laughs> because Indiana State's most famously... I am going to see the statue while I'm there. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, Larry Bird and Indiana State and that, that national championship game, that's what they're most famously known for. Do. So do you have any memories? Did you, did you watch that? that I, I watched game? it. I don't remember. I'm sure I was at my parents' house. But, uh, yeah, I watched it. Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird for the first time. It's probably pretty good. There you go. <laughs> I wasn't born yet. Hey, coach, you know, age ain't nothing but a number, but we also have the Internet. <laughs> so we can look that kind of stuff up. But, you know, Bobby Hawk was in a good mood this week. I guess that's what happens when you're giving up one touchdown in two weeks and uh, you're coaching the number two team in the country. But a lot still uh, to be proven for the Grizzlies. Hour one here in the books, coming to you live from Sideline Sports Bar here in Portland, Oregon. Hour two coming at you. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. One of the great lines I have heard in an NFL post game. We will talk all about the Seattle Seahawks and all the way around the NFL and ESPN Roundtable NFL style. Plus, we'll hear from A.J. Forbes, junior center for the Montana Grizz football team. More from Sideline Sports Bar in downtown Portland right after this. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 